You're listening to the Sunday Forum. Washington, I'm Amy Held. Record heat is forecast in the central U.S. with triple-digit highs well above average there. Heat advisories cover parts of Nebraska, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. The National Weather Service says the unusual heat will move eastward tomorrow toward the mid-Atlantic. Farther west, heavy rain is leading to flooding, including in Nevada, where roads are shut and thousands of Burning Man festival goers are stranded. Ashley Smith managed to get out of the remote desert region, telling the BBC it wasn't easy. The entire desert is probably two inches deep of water and then below that, three inches of mud. Me and five friends, we need to get to work tomorrow. And uh, so we just packed up all our things, um, put on some boots. Uh, Some of us put on plastic bags around our boots and just got walking about six miles to the nearest road. And then um, from there, it was another 10 miles or so to, to the nearest town. President Biden is asking Congress for more emergency funding to deal with back-to-back natural disasters, saying the effects of climate change cannot be ignored. As last week's Hurricane Adalia is testing Florida's beleaguered home insurance market. NPR's Rebecca Hersher reports the state is struggling with a shrinking pool of increasingly expensive home insurance options. Climate change is partly to blame for Florida's home insurance woes. The state is extremely vulnerable to rising seas and more intense hurricanes and has suffered hundreds of billions of dollars in insured losses in recent years. Mounting storm losses have led large national insurance companies to leave Florida. As a result, many homeowners have no option other than the state's expensive public insurer of last resort called Citizens of Florida. Citizens has grown substantially and is now the largest provider of residential insurance in the state. Rebecca Hersher, NPR News. In Texas, the state's suspended Attorney General Ken Paxton addressed supporters this weekend, days before he is set to appear at the Texas Capitol for an impeachment trial. From member station KERA, Nathan Collins has more. Collin County Republicans and Ken Paxton supporters gathered at a Labor Day weekend celebration in Plano for hot dogs, hamburgers, and to hear from the suspended Attorney General. But Paxton did not give any details about his thoughts about the upcoming impeachment trial. Today, I would love to talk about what's coming up for me in the next couple of weeks. I have a gag order on me, so I cannot talk about that. The gag order was issued by the state's Republican lieutenant governor who criticized public attacks on Paxton, leveled by attorneys who will prosecute the impeachment case. The Republican-led Texas House issued numerous articles of impeachment for Paxton in May. The allegations range from securities fraud to interfering with a federal investigation. I'm Nathan Collins in Plano. You're listening to NPR News. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says he wants to deport all of the African migrants who are now in Israel. It comes after violent clashes broke out in Tel Aviv this weekend between supporters and opponents of Eritrea's dictatorship. Israeli police fired live rounds into the air at the event at the Eritrean embassy. Scores of protesters and police were injured. Tens of thousands of Sudanese and Eritrean migrants have sought refuge in Israel, fleeing war and dictatorship. Israel gives them temporary protection, but Netanyahu has said the largely Christian and Muslim migrants threaten Israel's Jewish character. When school starts on Monday in France, there will be a new ban on a piece of clothing. NPR's Eleanor Beardsley reports students will no longer be allowed to wear the long, loose robe, mostly worn by Muslims, known as the abaya. 
The ban on the abaya, which appeared to come out of nowhere, was announced by France's new education minister, Gabriel Attal. Attal described girls and boys wearing the robes in junior high and high school as an infringement on secularism, a foundational principle for France. Outward religious symbols such as the Muslim veil, Jewish yarmulke, and large crosses have been illegal in French schools since 2004. Critics of the measure have been harsh. Leaders on the left accuse the government of turning into clothing police and of further stigmatizing the Muslim community. Opponents also say the restriction will do nothing to calm tensions after riots this summer involving youths in disaffected, often majority Muslim neighborhoods. Eleanor Beersley, NPR News, Paris. It's NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include the Wallace Foundation, working to develop and share practices that can improve learning and enrichment for young people and the vitality of the arts for everyone. Ideas and information at wallacefoundation.org. You're listening to WMNF Tampa, music and news. Reach Up Incorporated announces the 13th annual Affirming Fatherhood Conference on Thursday and Friday, September 21st and 22nd at the Children's Board of Hillsborough County in Tampa. Our theme, Keeping It Real, a deep dive into fatherhood, celebrates the important role that fathers and father figures play in the support of their families and children. Our guest speakers will be Ronnie Green, host and producer of A Fishing Story, and Roberto Germain, co-founder and executive director of Multicultural Classroom. Go to reachupincorporated.org under events to register or for more information. Hi, this is Elaine Grace with a public service announcement. WMNF will be a collection location for the kind mouse of Pinellas County during their back-to-school food drive. Your donation will help stock the pantries of local schools to provide for chronically hungry children in the upcoming school year. Recommended donations are snack-sized, individually packaged items, cereal, crackers, fruit or pudding cups, granola bars, juice boxes, meat or pasta. For more information, go to thekindmouse.org. The drive ends on September 8th. Thank you. Mommy, I'm Hi, this is Doug with the WMNF Community Announcement. The second annual White Cane Walk takes place on October 14th from 9 a.m. until 12 p.m. at Al Lopez Park in Tampa. Sponsored by Lighthouse for the Blind, this event may be enjoyed with your company, family, or friends. Help raise awareness and funds for persons who are blind and visually impaired in our community. This will be a family-friendly event with food, drinks, games, and a one-mile walk. More info can be found at lighthouseblv.org or on WMNF.org under the Community Event tab. Thanks. Now you don't have to wait till 9 a.m. to hear Democracy Now! You can hear it every morning at 8 a.m. on our HD3 channel, The Source. You can hear it on your HD radio in your car or hear it online at WMNF.org forward slash listen. That's Democracy Now! weekday mornings at 8 a.m. on WMNF's The Source and 9 a.m. on our main channel. And it's replayed on The Source at 5 p.m. every weekday afternoon. But right now, you are tuned to the Sunday Forum here on your community radio station, WMNF Radio 88.5 FM. This is the Sunday Forum with Walter L. Smith II. And taking your telephone calls, I see the phone lines are still ringing, Walter. The number to call is 813-239-9663. Or you can write us, DJ at WMNF.org. We're talking about Haiti, the continent of Africa, and uprisings and getting it right, setting the record straight. And uh, we're talking about a number of things that's happening on the globe right now. People empowerment is what we always talk about. Walter? All right. We're back on the Sunday Forum. Yeah. Oh, and I mentioned earlier, Walter, that there is going to be a summit, a climate summit on the continent, on the continent of Africa. See? And, uh, you know, the word about poor weather forecasting. And that's what is keeping the continent unprepared. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be top of mind at this 
Africa. This is the first Africa Climate Summit taking place starting tomorrow. Yes, yes, y'all. This is very, very important. This is Walters with the second. Um, the Voice of the Tampa Bay Area right here on WMNF Tampa. Okay, folks, listen. We are going to go back to the phone lines. Mm-hmm. Um, serious issues, man. Serious issues. And we cannot talk about what's happening on the continent of Africa without recognizing the diasporic implications. And there are diasporic implications. Uh, We have how many black chambers of commerce in the United States? We have how many organizations uh, that that are looking to go to Africa and do business? We have how many groups of people who have... Uh, who've wanted to go, but for whatever reason, have not. We urge you to go. We urge you to find a way to go. Uh, I don't know of any programs per se. I'm sure there are programs that will help to do that. Uh, if you can get with your local chamber of com- your local black chamber of commerce, you know that that there will be some effort in order, or you can expect that there will be some effort in order to get there. But let, let me be clear about something, folks. We're going to talk about this mineral-rich issue, the African African mineral rush, um, because that's very important to this process of talking about the transition of the continent into its own into uh, its unification and independence as we're seeing this revolution take place. So let's go to the phone lines. Okay. You know, and uh, somebody did wonder, what is it that Haiti offers in terms of its resources? Well, gold and copper are found in small quantities in the north of the country. Bauxite, aluminum ore deposits on the southern peninsula. But large-scale mining there was discontinued in 1983. That's just preliminary reports about the resources in Haiti and what people may actually be trying to get out of Haiti. Back to the telephone lines here on the Sunday Forum. Go ahead, caller. You're on. Hey, how are you doing? All right. How you doing, Doc? Oh, I'm hanging in there. It's got to hang tough. And All, stuff. Right. All right. Keep writing. But um, the thing you wonder about, and I, and by the way, I heard the caller today. Day. I'm from Detroit and grew up in Detroit. So, you know, I... I so when you have that Detroit show, make sure you yeah, you, you get me in a little bit. Absolutely. Get a little <laughs> touch, touch and stuff. I know better. I know better. So, um, yeah. So I wonder, you know, when you look at the the, the, the Haitian, the the, 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 the the mystery behind this assassination of the of the Haitian president, um, and uh, the Colombian thing and what has happened, what has all transpired there. There was even mentioned that uh, our good friends at the DEA had something to do with it. I know a friend who's a, uh, that, is a, that is from Haiti and uh, mentions that uh, the drug trade that or the, the communicate people are being paid off to allow certain products, uh, illicit substances, it's like a drop-off point, you know. And then you kind of wonder, you know, with all this chaos going on in Haiti, you know, look at the chaos that's going on in here. I mean, we're we're, we're turning into a, a situation where we got state governments that are simply, uh, and, and, and judicial governments that are just completely you know, out of control and, and stuff. So I'm, 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 you know, I'm in the comparative analysis. I mean, we are a country that seems like we're falling apart. You know, legislating the, the, the corruption that's going on with our legislature and denying these black districts. You know, all that stuff. So I'm kind of wondering, you know, what, uh, you know, where we're headed for because there were certainly in global. I mean, uh, climate. Chaos, and 
uh, we're holding on by a string of economic chaos, then you have other countries simply saying, you know, we're going to we want to opt out of this and form our own thing. And so, you know, I'm just, uh, as you've got, uh, if, you know, you said things in Africa are taking place at warp speed, and part of that is due to the, through the cell phone. I mean, communications is better. You know, you can see something that happened in some little town and in, in, in Angola, and you can see it right now. You know, they're here in, here in Tampa. So, again, you know, the, the, the chaos that's happening in, 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 in Haiti and maybe in the, and in the United States are maybe one and the same. You know, we, we you know, with our, yeah, one and the same. So, I don't know, we have world chaos and we're, we're headed for something, and I think it's, uh, like we get, uh, like what has happened in uh, World War One, you know, where we have these factions, the colonial factions, were fighting each other over the possession of Africa, and then all of a sudden, boom, you know. And what people don't understand is that more people died in Africa in World War One than the, than than they did in Europe and the fighting in Europe. And again, it's all because of this. You got this colonial mindset, people rebelling. And communications, and maybe what again we're looking at something that is one and the same. All of it is tied together. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. the, let me let me say, um, and thank you for your call, Doc. We appreciate it. Uh, one of the things that we need to be aware of is that in the midst of chaos, in the midst of chaos, which is what we see, something else could be, and in some cases is happening behind the scenes or somewhere else. For instance, in the midst of the chaos that they're showing with one hand, right, that we're seeing, on, with the other hand, the mining is still taking place. The killing is still taking place. The murdering and genocide is still taking place on, on the other hand. So there's a distraction there. And the unfortunate part about the distraction is that there are people losing their lives as a result of that distraction, right? We've got to get a pull, a hold on what's happening. And I don't know exactly, let me, let me not say that. Let me not say I don't know. What it would take in my mind is a is an extraordinary effort on the part of diasporic brothers and sisters, especially, to come together and to do mission trips that are that that are geared towards bringing out peace, bringing about peace in some way. Uh, I have a hard time, a hard time, believing that that cannot happen. I have a very hard time believing it can't happen. We, we, we've never done it before. What we've seen is, we've seen people like Jesse Jackson go to a country and, and get the release, you know, and organize for the release of, or negotiate for the release of a particular person from custody uh, or imprisonment and so forth. We've seen, um, you know, people go and do this type of thing, but you know, as an organization that was created, a Pan-Africanist organization that was created with representatives that can go and work with the African Union or work with um, uh, different countries like Haiti, for instance, to help to bring some sort of peace and truce to this entire thing. You know, I, I just, I would love to see something like that happen. I would love to see something like that happen. And I, and I have to believe that they, that it can happen, right? I have to believe that. So let's go back to the calls. 813-531-1845. Uh, wrong, wrong number, sorry. Uh, 813-239-9663. Yeah. 813-239-9663. Wrong number. Uh, so we want to hear from you uh, here on the Sunday Forum. Uh, we also know that resources are still at the top of the list in terms of why countries invade, why violence break out, why violent actors are employed, they still want those resources. And in Haiti, uh, I mentioned earlier about the gold and copper, but also natural gas. 
You know, the fossil fuels is continuing to be what is at the crux of a lot of the political violence we're seeing carried out, mm -hmm. including in Haiti. Uh, so if they can gain control, if, it, if they can gain control of and nationalize those items, those things, this mining, anything that's being done, they can nationalize it and control it. Without, Keep it at home. Yeah, yeah man. It, yeah. Uh, even export it. If they want to export it, that's fine. But control it. Control it. Let's let's They're go to the phone. Their GDP. Go ahead, yeah, Carter. Exactly. You're on the Sunday forum. Good morning, uh, Chris Steiner here. Uh, this is Clearwater. All right. I think I was wrong uh, last week. Uh, you did say that more meant on. Well, I was referring to your uh, August 13th. Uh, pardon me. Yes, August 13th show, uh, where I think I was incorrect uh, because you had uh, said that um, the second part of the I think uh, after kill the boar is shoot the bullet, which you recited and uh, gave the translation for. So um, I've spoken to someone who's more familiar with African American, uh, you know, the South African, uh, that South African chant, and uh, he told me about that. So is, is that uh, with the second part of the chant is shoot the bullet? I just wanted to confirm. I'm not understanding your question. It's not meant to be understood. He said, is that, he wanted you to confirm, was it shoot the bullet, the second part of Kill the Boy? But we're not even talking about that. Half the audience that, doesn't even know what the hell he's but talking no, no, about. No, 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 let, me, let me go ahead and, and, and be clear on that point. Okay, so when I said shoot the bullet, and I, I didn't say shoot the bullet, matter of fact. What I said was that there that the word shoot, in, in in Zulu, there's no real word for gun or shoot because they don't, that didn't exist in their culture, right? So what they associated shooting with is a bullet, uboleta, or boleta, I forget, I forget the exact, the exact um, pronunciation of the word. But what I do know is that, that the word is very similar to bullet, right? And so... That is the word that's being chanted when they say shoot the boar, right? Now, so that's, that's what I was saying. That's what I said, and I was very clear about that point, uh, about the translation there. I, I repeated what the translation was, and so that's the end of that conversation, okay? So let's go on. Carla, you're on the Sunday Forum. Hello, Walter and Mabili. Hello, hello, hello. How you doing? <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> it's it's true. It's it's very true, uh, and this has been verified by scientists from fields such as anthropology, physics, and plain fact. <laughs> so, people, if you're listening to this show, just know that you're doing yourself a massive favor, because. Walter and Mabili, while not claiming to be supernatural beings or even directly connected to the vocal output of a supernatural being, <laughs> are speaking unto you truth that has come from other truth-tellers throughout history, such as, dare I say it, Jesus, Gandhi, Martin Luther King, John Lennon, and even, dare I say it, RuPaul. <laughs> That's my that's my beginning here. <laughs> we'll make sure the, the, the check is in the mail, man. The check is in the mail. <laughs> you guys are the real deal. Let me say also that regarding Africa and Haiti, there's an incredible movie, and it has an African American co-star, which is rare because it's like a 35 year old movie, and it also stars the now deceased professional wrestler Roddy Piper. The movie is kind of science fiction-y, but like Jordan Peele's so-called science fiction movies, the incredible political racist movie Get Out, which is just the most supreme allegory for America. If you haven't seen Get Out, by the way, folks, Get Out has two endings. Jordan Peele took the original one off after George Floyd was murdered. You can find the alternate mm. ending on YouTube. But That's let me true. get back to They Live. They Live posits that a group of ghoulish, evil aliens 
have taken over our planet to mine it, to mine its resources, everything, water, land, minerals, people, everything that's part of what this planet could be utilized for as a resource base for some other civilization. They're mining it, and in order to mine it and to otherwise exploit Earth and its, and its population, they have to keep people asleep. They have to keep people unconscious. They have to keep people politically unenlightened, stupid, ignorant, distracted, consumerist, and especially addicted to television and other media. This movie was 35 years ago before the rise of cell phones. But it's so predictive, and it's also such a fun movie with a professional wrestling scene and with a black preacher who is like the bulwark of the movie, even though he is mercilessly, well, I won't be a spoiler. Let me say that what the movie's main theme is, is that the people that run this planet, and there are people that run the planet, it's mostly in the industries that supply us with everything we need for the petro-industrial grid that most of us could not survive if it didn't exist. This includes the mining industries, the forestry industries, all industries that har harvest living things to supply to humans, such as the slaughtering industries, the uh, even farming and agriculture. The whole planet is organized by exploiting planet Earth. And the people who run things, they don't care about you and me. They don't even care about countries or they just say, look, Africa to us is what we can take out of it. That was how the slave mentality was during the years of white colonial slavery is we don't look at Africans or Africa as something to be respected, revered, loved, uh, given a feeling of awe and sacredness. We look at Africans, Africa, uh, lions, tigers, bears, everything on the African continent is just for us to take and bring back to England or De Denmark or wherever and build our gosh darn asphalt and concrete cities and our weird theaters and stupid cultures. This is what the humans have always done to this planet, to all other animals. That's why all other animals are dying out. That's why the Gulf of Mexico is dead now. And you wait and see. Africa, Haiti, they're doomed. Anywhere that has anything exploitable is doomed and god help you if you try and stop it we all know well we don't all know but you guys know the enlightened ones know the ones who listen to this show know that the the war in afghanistan had nothing to do with osama bin laden it had to do with the trillions of dollars of rare earth minerals that are absolutely necessary for our techno industrial cell phone computer grid this planet is run by evil ones the movie They Live is the best way to figure it out, and it's also the fun way. And you guys are the only show, nationwide, worldwide, podcast or whatever, that would allow me to make this call and say what I just said without censoring me, laughing at me, or dismissing me. Well, I saw the movie They Live. Saw it. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. And it, raised, it, it really raised the idea. It was allegory on being awake. Putting on those the special glasses and, yeah. and seeing the truth. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there was a degree of comedy to it, but at the same time, that it it, it as you fast forward to now, the twenty first century, and we see what's happening. I mean, there's no question, but there's some yeah. questions that that uh, that that it definitely raises. Well, God help us, brothers. I mean, look at how do you stop it when the entire grid that we depend on that we've been made dependent on, that we really can't live without now, that comes from minerals, trees being cut down, fish being caught. How would we rebuild this world to be just and fair and um, vibrant and uh, having an ex even an excess of good for all, including non-human species? It seems we've gone too far in the direction of, oh, look, a continent, Africa. Lots of people live there. They have cool resources. Why don't we go there and plunder them? Well, I think I think not. And thank you for your call, brother. I appreciate it. I love you too. All right, now, um, one of the things that, that we got we got to keep in mind is that Africa has been the breadbasket of all the greatest civilizations, right, and empires. 
and to be starved. It, it, exactly, exactly. And, and and it is the poster child, if you will, of colonization. I mean, there's no question about that. Um, think about it. When, when I read the when I read the works of Thomas Saul, uh, and the I think it was called Ethnic America, Ethnic America. I'll never forget reading that in middle school. Um, Thomas Saul is not with us anymore. But he made a very, very distinct comment that has resonated with me and, and kind of helped to shape my worldview when it came to this issue of colonization and what happens to people. It was talking about Puerto Rico. And it was the first time I'd ever read the words replace. He was referring to the Taino Indians, um, and the Taino natives of the of, of the island of Puerto Rico, and he said that the Africans were brought to replace the Taino Indians. The, the, there's that is a very profound word to say, replace. Right? Yeah. That means something is gone. Whatever it was that was there before is not there anymore. And now you're going to replace that with another one human group is going to replace another human group with. Well, yeah, you know, first they enslaved the Christopher Columbus and them. They first enslaved the Native Americans, the Native people around the Americas uh, and found that, you know, once the laws of the laws of Burgos outlawed that in any ways. They found that they could get more work out of one African than they did out of four natives, so right. so to speak. It was the, it was this sort of chattel slavery mathematics that they were going through, and uh, you know this idea of enslaving other humans was what was in the Europeans' minds all along, anyway. But yeah, the idea that you know they were replacing you know those they had decimated you right. know through enslavement you know. Uh, and found that they could get more work out of it Africans, right. you know, out of one right. African. So, you know, the That's idea a, of of enslaving people is the issue. The issue that here were these people who thought mm-hmm. that they were so superior and still do that they could have access to not only your stuff, your resources, but, but your, your person. Exactly. Your person. Your person. And, and, and that therein lies actually the difference People talk about, well, what's the difference between uh, the slavery that you had in Africa and slavery here? That was a big damn difference. There was a very big difference. I mean, and, and it shows throughout history. You were a person. There, there's no, it, it, you know, your, your, the fact that you had a soul right. did not, was never a question. Which is why the law of Burgos had to be worded the way that it did. That right. you can't enslave the natives because they have souls. Right, because they they, they have those that have, that have taken on Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Right. We're, we're okay. <laughs> we're, 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 we're okay, and they couldn't be enslaved. Um, but those who, who had not, well, they could be, you could do them any way you want to. Yeah, but, that was the Spanish uh, logic. Yeah. yeah. And and it's, and it is, it, well, clearly it's flawed, but Anyway, let's go back to the phone line. All right. Cause, yeah, cause <laughs> they we, are fired yeah. up. Go ahead, Carla. You're on the Sunday Forum. Hi. Um, my name is Atanasha Luna. And um, is there a um, podcast we can listen to for, uh, for this, listen to it again? Yeah. Yes. Spotify. Go to Spotify after the show is over, uh-huh. and it's immediately available. Okay. Just okay, very good. search for yeah, the Sunday Forum. I, I want to listen to the comments from, uh, from people. Because there are questions, and uh, the last gentleman uh, tried to answer them. But uh, the answer is, is uh, a little more involved, because everything has to come together, uh, because that planet can't support it if we don't come up with better solutions. And AI can um, put it all together. However, if it has the wrong rules, the wrong algorithms on how it um, solves the problem, It'll create more problems. So um, I, I'd love to hear uh, your your program again. Actually, I'm I'm probably not making a lot of sense because it's uh, about 50 years of study actually in graduate school. 
And, um, and now I'm trying to put it together in a book. But um, I love your program. Thank you very much. Uh, because everything has to be addressed together uh, and along with coming up with a new energy regime. So um, mm-hmm. can I plug my prior book? Yeah. Sure. sure, absolutely. Yeah, there's a book I, I wrote called Pluvicopia, P-L-U-V-I-C-O-P-I-A. And uh, in it, I proposed an alternative energy system using the water cycle. And I've been studying it. I'm not, I'm not just flying off the handle here. I've been studying that for about 30 years and actually started writing the book and doing the research for it about 15 years ago, almost 20 years ago. And so um, the, the energy in, a, in the water cycle is about 5,000 times per year larger than all the energy we've used in history. And it's actually easy to access. So that's my prior book. And as soon as I get somebody to, to take that on and, and uh, you know, either, either discuss it publicly, uh, you know, through, through uh, papers, you know, scientifically verifiable papers, et cetera, then I want to start this other uh, book, which addresses these questions to put them together, because you have to answer them together in, in what I'm calling truth augmentation. Uh, and it's, a, it's actually a work that uh, Ross um, Michael Quillian wrote back in. Uh, actually, he, he wrote it and gave it to us in, in, uh, in graduate seminars, but I don't believe he ever published it. But he, he called that open forum democracy. And it's a way of, uh, of bringing up the truth value of a discussion the way you do in peer review. So you that's what I'm doing. Very excited to hear your, your uh, uh, program. I, I went to liberate a crab. I bought a crab and I went to take him to the beach. <laughs> Thank you. Let me ask you a question. What's, what's the name of the book of your book again? Pluvicopia is the name of, of the book. Spell it, spell it again. P-L-U-V-I-N-E-R-G-Y. Um, and that is, um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, that's, that's another book. That's a yeah. P-L-U-V-I-C-O-P-I-A. Um, okay. Um, it's, it's like pluvi means rain and copia means copious. Right, right, um, right. Uh, let, let me let me let me just say, uh, I'm aware uh, of the of the technology that you're referring to, um, and some of the technologies that you're referring to, especially when it comes to uh, 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 hydroelectric energy and the various the various technologies that are that are available or should be made available that just are not. Uh, being practiced here in the United States, and they should be, and uh, and and you know, there's no question, but that what you're saying has merit. What you're saying certainly has merit. Uh, so Thank you we, very we, much. Yeah, definitely, definitely, uh, no question about it. One scientist to another, I can tell you right now, that it makes perfect sense, and we need to find these alternative sources of energy, and we need to we need to implement them. I mean, it's not just absolutely, yes. absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. solar is is one absolutely right for clean energy, but you know, when you talk about water, uh, the use of water in that manner to create the type of energy that we need is, is there, there's no question, but that we need to we need to implement it. So um, you understand me, thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no you problem. Are creating hydroelectric energy. No problem. No you problem, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hey, listen. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. All right. Appreciate the call. Thank you. All right. Peace to you. What about also geothermal energy? The energy department is now looking at that. That is the idea of the using the heat that's actually existing within the earth Mm -hmm. as uh, as energy, a renewable energy. Um, We already use geothermal energy heat for bathing and other stuff like that. You know, the heating up the building. but we're talking about using the heat, accessing the heat within the earth. And so I guess it's a sort of fracking type of, this is not fracking, this is geothermal right. energy to create, use the heat in the earth to create renewable energy. So I'm, I'm Very looking at Very interesting studies that are, that are out there on these things um, certainly need to be need to be looked at. Uh, let's go to our, let's get to our next callers. All right, caller, you're on the Sunday Forum. Hi, good morning, gentlemen. This is Simon from Lakeland. Simon. How you doing? All right. Uh, we're just uh, pertaining to the individual that just called. My question would have been to him. 
would have been uh, either nuclear and or when either of you two gentlemen or the gentleman who just called or Gary previously are going to buy an electric vehicle. My first question, you don't have to answer that, uh, but uh, food for thought. Colonization, uh, addressing David's question, first of all, in Detroit, I think in the 1950s, wasn't it the highest per capita income in the country in the 50s? And I don't know what happened to Detroit. Um, Billy should be happy that Michigan won yesterday. Colonization, Um, you know, when you try to unite Africa, which I think would be very, very difficult because when you're Talking about the word unite, there has to be a common language, a common folklore, common literature, common songs, heroes, wars won, wars lost, currency, uh, and, and a political ideology. Take, for example, the distinction between East and West Germany. Common language, common culture, different politics. You take North Korea, South Korea, common culture, common language, common history, different political views. You think of Hong Kong right now. You think the people living in Hong Kong are happy that the British, after the ground lease of 99 years, is now controlled by China? If you think of India and colonization, they just sent a satellite into space. The British built the railroad. They built the infrastructure. In this country, Spaniards brought the horse for the Native Americans. We would have not evolved with Native Americans, and I had three fellow roommates who were all Native Americans, and we used to have this conversation all the time. We would not have landed on the moon if we would have waited for the evolution of technology. If you look at the history of the Incas in Peru, a couple hundred years until the Spaniards came in, you look at South America and the culture that continued after the Incas that were considered socialists, in the entire continent of South America, there has not been one individual that has won a Nobel Prize in physics. The individual, Brazil, 212 million people. The individual who won the Nobel Prize was born in Brazil, educated in England. My point is, when you have, unfortunately, the horrific incidences of colonization, you also have the, unfortunately or fortunately, technology, advancement. You look at India would not be India if it wasn't for the British. They're speaking with the British accent. You look at Africa, I don't see how that could be united, especially when you have, for example, on a small scale, you have Morocco fighting over West Sahara with Algiers. You have Morocco being backed by Spain on the control of the land of uh, West Sahara. So if you look at the top part of Africa to the bottom part of Africa, I don't see possibly how it could be united. Now, BRICS may be bringing some currency of exchange. You look at what the effect, and there's a great book. I read it many, many years ago called The Prize by Daniel Jurgen, which talks about the history of oil. And you look at what oil did for Saudi Arabia in the Middle East and what they were enabled to do, but the technology brought in by Ramco, Western civilization brought in. I don't see it happening, Walter, with uh, Africa. I think Africa has issues with regard to corruption, which I've mentioned many times. I think it has issues with different cultures, and so I don't see how it could be united. Your thoughts? Let me let me just say, Simon, I, you you make a compelling argument from one perspective uh, that that we 
there's a typical argument actually it's not it's not something that's that's not unheard of um and it the argument that, that there will be no development there will be technological no development, development. Those, exactly it, it, you you're you're suggesting i believe that these countries that have been colonized number one um would not have been would not have developed into anything uh had, had it not been for colonization uh, it was well on its uh, way uh, before there, slavery. There well, yeah, <laughs> long before slavery or before there was any European contact, many of these nations were the leaders in trade and so forth. Let's not forget where, the, where, where, where global trade began um, through the Silk Roads. And the Silk Roads were through, um, began in, in Asia. Um, and, with the, and, and with the opening of those particular roads, uh, from uh, Africa into Asia, uh, and ultimately, uh, when Europeans found out about it, they began to uh, take part in it as well, and it ultimately led to sea trade. Sea trade led to uh, the slave trade, uh, and, and so ultimately, you know, we, we had what you know it, it was what it was. It led to colonization. Right. Uh, not that colonization was something that was that was brand new at that particular point. But the, the point is, is that Africa by itself had been through three golden ages before Europeans had even come out of caves. And so, <laughs> and, and, this, and that's, that's, not, that's not in jest, that's a fact. Uh, and, and furthermore, uh, more of a fact is the fact that uh, you had writing and maths and things of that nature. And I'm not just saying this is some... Some, Egyptian interest in in space. Yeah, you know the the interests in all these things. You know the fact that that there were more there was more illiteracy, extraordinarily more illiteracy, throughout the European uh, countries than the matter of fact there was just an illiterate period. Right. Uh, wasn't it wasn't Europe a backwater basically in terms of that was technology? It. It was in dark ages it was literally in dark. It was right. why they called it the dark ages. The church was really responsible for a lot of that clinging on to a lot of that back Oh, my gosh. You know, Copernicus was almost stoned to death, was it? Had <laughs> well, it not been, yeah, because, because he had learned something about science. Yeah. That, something that made sense. That the earth wasn't the center of the universe. That the, <laughs> it wasn't flat, for crying out loud. Exactly. But, but what, what's, what's even, so, so the suggestion that, 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 that uh, Africa would not, would probably not be where, uh, would not have, Advanced, and, uh, and it doesn't it have. Been he said it wouldn't unite. Europe. It couldn't unite either, and it, it doesn't require. I was just about to get into that. North to south, united. Just some uniting. You the, know, Europe, Europe is not made up of, of the same of the same. Right. Uh, European languages. Union has twenty six different languages, as far as I know. I think, and, and then some. Not to mention, uh, you know, dialects that if you call them dialects to these people's face, they'll probably try to kill you. Uh, yeah, but and, languages, you have hundreds of languages that that are, that are spoken throughout the land throughout Europe. So uh, to to suggest that Africa would not be able to unite in any way because of the different cultures and so forth is, <laughs> I, I think, not 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 true. Not not the case. I disagree with that point. Bottom line, uh, it, it can happen. I think he was um, able to. He was making. But the we've great had interferences. Yeah, we've had interferences, and those if those interferences would go away, then we could do that. And I think that's what we're seeing is we're seeing those interferences being made to go away, and then once those distractions and interferences are gone, now we're talking about successful unification. Uh, so no, I don't. I don't agree. That uh, that that's the case, and certainly in South America. Come on, man. I mean, I mean, you know, the people made pyramids for crying out loud. I mean, you know what I'm saying. So, so mm -hmm. how how what what it, had it not been for? It, it might not have been. It, no, they no might have might not have been. The bottom line is they they were subject to the same type of colonization situation, almost the same type of colonization situation as we were uh, in Africa. So. To suggest that 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 uh, and the impacts were the same, and that is, there was a stymieing of the of the growth and development of those countries. 
Right. It's that's the bottom line. India, come on, man. In, are you kidding me right now? India? Do you know how far away, how far along India was from from Europe? I mean, had it not been for uh, uh, invasions and things like that that took place, I mean. Are you kidding me? The breadth of literature that existed long before, you know, the, the feudalism of the Europe. Oh, man, <laughs> come on, dude. It's, it's, yeah, no, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, so, yeah, I, I disagree with that. I disagree with that point. All right, back to the phone line. Back to the phone lines. <laughs> hitting to the last 10 minutes. Go yeah, ahead, let's, let's go directly to your question, please, folks. 30 seconds. Let's go. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday forum. I'm yes, on the air? Mm-hmm. Yes, there's 30 seconds directly to your question, sir. Well, I just wanted to focus this one on Haiti. My father was a revolutionary in Haiti for over 20 years. He passed away at 80 years old a couple years back. Uh, I'm 44. I've watched Haiti my whole life. My, I was born in this country. My father raised me to see the world through a Haitian's eyes. I discussed with my father for decades the problems in Haiti, and obviously, after 80 years of my father's life, it's no better now than it was back then. We've discussed all kinds, the discussion about resources. Haiti has no resources. Every time international bodies get together to give money to Haiti, it can't get distributed down to the street level. There's a reason street gangs protect their corners, because in Haiti, it is the large knife that speaks politics, and only your neighborhood can protect your neighborhood. Saying that, my question is also a comment. The only thing that stopped my father from disagreeing with me is allowing the United States to take more Haitians to come into this country. I think a disporsa that, like you talk about, that goes back to the countries and does trade with America might be the best solution, maybe the only solution, to make Haiti turn around. It doesn't have the roots like Africa does. It, a lot of the people are shipped there, and they took their own country. They, they're the only country in the Western world that revolted against their slave masters and took their own land. Their culture is strong. Our culture is strong. But our resources are weak. Getting international money to flow into the country doesn't work. We get earthquakes and, and hurricanes so much. What do you think of, of how the possibility of how the United States can allow more Haiti, Haitians to come into the United States? What do you think of that idea? Of allowing more Haitians to come into the United States? Uh, is, is that is that is that what your question is? Yeah, as a solution, do you think that might be the best solution? Because I do. Uh, <clears throat> well, at this particular juncture, uh, there has to be some sort of yeah, there has to be some sort of articulation and agreements between that work between uh, Haiti and uh, the United States, but it cannot be one that is paternalistic from the standpoint of. Uh, and and, and uh, of, of a colonial um, type of attitude that, that's taken on it. Uh, the and 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 I'm sorry, brother. I, I, I respectfully I disagree with the concept that Haiti has no resources. Haiti has a lot of resources. Had it not been the case that Haiti had resources, then you would not have people that are trying to go into Haiti um, and do the things that they're, they're doing. Now, one of the things that that we have to keep in mind is there are a lot of resources uh, that are that are that are there that are utilized by other nations. It's just that they've been mis they, they've been um, they've been uh, extracted illegally. They're being they're extracted illegally. They're, they're the 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 methodology of of trade has been basically, we're just going to steal your stuff. We're going to take your stuff, steal it, and we're going to do what we want to with it when we get ready to do it. Why? Because of what you said, which I agree with this point, and that is that uh, Haiti um, Haiti was dependent on, and for whatever reason still continues, uh, depending on IMF, the National Monetary Fund, and for whatever reason continues to uh, pay France. I wouldn't pay France a damn penny. And they they had to come and come and get it from my dead cold hands. I'm I'm serious. There'll be another another damn revolution before they come and get anything out of out of my hands. I tell you that right now. 
France would not get anything from Haiti if I was in Haiti. Well, France got a lot of help from the United States getting that money, stealing that money. I mean, in 1914, debacle where Wall Street demanded that they go in, or one of the banks demanded that they go in and, and take all of the money out of Haitian reserves and bring it back to the United States yeah. for, quote-unquote, safekeeping. So, you know, it's, they've been looted quite a bit, but I think yeah, the caller was talking about the depletion of resources yeah, in Haiti. Yeah. It's depleted. The, the, I mean, there, there are, and that's exactly, and so we don't disagree with their point that there have been a depletion of resources. The forest, for instance, I mean, the, you know, you, you have landslides in Haiti like crazy uh, in certain parts of the year. Why? Because there's the deforestation right. is taking place in certain areas. Uh, you know, but but people for whatever reason now my, watch this now for whatever reason let's consider the fact that there are resorts in Haiti, so let's let's not act like Haiti doesn't have anything. Oh no, they have they have the ability they they have they have resources, and it's in the people, it's in the land, and they and they have got to get it together. They've got to get it together, and they cannot allow. These, these these colonizing uh, nations uh, to to treat them the way they've been treated. Mm -hmm. They cannot do it, and you know they take advantage of. Them. They have an earthquake. They took advantage of them. Right. You know, uh, but Barack idea, Obama you know, did give them a hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it didn't that, make it. It didn't make it. All the money, Bill Clinton. They didn't make it to the street. You guys are incorrect. There are no resources. There's no international firms coming to Haiti to set up shops. There's a free trade agreement between Haiti and the United States. You're incorrect. I think what you say, a lot of things that you're talking about in Africa and the continent of Africa are very true. Africa is a huge nation that has a huge a continent that has lots of resources. Haiti, every time they take $100 million out, whether it be from the IMF or anybody, it's great. The world raises money, but then it actually never gets to Haiti mm -hmm. because they have all this money. They're at the bank. They go out the door of the bank. There's no one to give it to. It's not organized. There are gangs running neighborhoods. Most of the Haitian population is under 20 years old. How do you distribute funds to 12-year-olds? Right. I think uh, we started saying, out, brother, I think we started out recognizing the fact that there's this, this disconnect in the streets, and that's what's causing the empowerment of the gangs. We're running right, out of time. Absolutely. Yeah, we are. We are, brother. Um, uh, yeah, I, I understand his frustration. I really do. And but but I mean, I sat right there and watched it, like everybody else watched it on TV. Uh, the fact that there are Hyatt resorts being put up and built in Haiti. I, I ain't crazy. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and people from Haiti that are tell that are coming into the United States that are telling me that this is happening. Well, I mean, just like all of the other in extractive industries, you know. Hyatt Regency will go and set up a hotel yeah. at the beautiful <laughs> section of Just the like place to get, you know, funds from tourism. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's they not take it away from the country. Helpful. They don't put anything back into the nation. Which is what they do all over <laughs> all over this country, you know. Yeah. Extractive and all over the continent of Africa. That is the neocolonial problem. It is. It is, man. So, please, brother, don't, don't be angry with us. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't disagree with you. We just have to find a solution, brother. Um, there are there are people out there that are suffering. You do have the gangs out there. This is true. And empowering right, the that, corrupt that money. Yeah, you're right. A lot There's of money corruption. that's not getting to the to the governments. You're right about that to, to the government structure. You're right. And I mean that's that doesn't mean it wasn't given. It doesn't mean it wasn't given. It means what was in there kind of hauled butt with that money. So which is a problem everywhere. That's a problem, man. You know. But hey, man, listen. We want to thank you for joining us here on the Sunday Forum. Uh, this past week was the birthday of one of the members of, of uh, Diggable Planets. And that was uh, Butterfly. Oh, okay. Butterfly. Listen, man, uh, if, if you came up like we came up, then you know about <laughs> the Diggable Planets because uh, they're cool like that. Yeah. So, hey, listen, we're going to go out with some Diggable Planets. Uh is that what it is? Is that what, is that what we got? Where I'm from. This is the remix. It's the remix of Cool Like That, right? Where I'm from. Oh, where I'm from. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. Right here on the Sunday Forum, we got Digable Plants, Where I'm From, coming right at you, right here at 9.59 a.m. 
on this beautiful Sunday morning. Hey, listen, we want to say to you, thank you so much for joining us. And as usual, from our voice to the radio waves to the hearts and the minds of each and every one of you out there, we love you. And there's not one single solitary thing you can do about it right here on the Sunday Forum. WMNF Tampa. And there's Postmodern Hoot Nanny is coming your way next here on WMNF.